Hey there, and welcome back to the Down to Earth PCOS Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Daphna Chazen, and today I'm bringing you a bonus episode. This is a recording of a Facebook Live session I recently did in my PCOS Insiders group. What I do is I go live there every week to discuss a topic related to PCOS and answer members' questions around healthy eating, nutrition, weight management, and reducing PCOS symptoms. If you'd like to get in on the action and be a part of this group, please head over to Facebook and search PCOS Insiders. I would love to see you there. All right, let's get into today's show. If you're here live, hello and welcome. If you're watching the replay of this, hello, hello. I hope you're doing well. I hope you all got into some sort of a new normal at this point. We're still dealing with a lot of issues and a lot of stress and anxiety related to coronavirus. I hope that you are safe and well and are able to find a new routine, establish some sort of a schedule for yourself. What I wanted to talk about today is how to do that with simple habits. So I have seven food habits that I want you to think about practicing right now because they will help you get into some sort of a routine. So if you weren't able to find a routine, if you're feeling a little lost, if things are not going well for you as far as healthy eating and just staying the track, staying the course and staying on track and staying focused, I want you to tune in to today's video because I'm going to share with you seven habits that you could be practicing right now that are going to help you. These are things that my clients have been practicing for a really long time, very successfully, and they can, for some of you, be easier to implement right now. If you're home, if you have more time on your hands because you're not commuting or you're not in as many meetings and things like that, you have nowhere to go essentially, right, for most of us. So I wanna make sure that you understand this could be prime time for practicing some of these healthy eating habits. Don't use this time as an excuse to stall. If you've been making some progress, if you've been thinking about your health for any amount of time, this could be a good opportunity to start doing these things. Even if they seem small, even if they seem insignificant, they will add up. It's better than not doing anything. It's better than using this time for eating emotionally or feeling sorry for ourselves or doing all of these things that are not serving us. It's not a good mindset to be to use this time as an excuse to throw the towel in and say, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to start over when this is all over. That's not a good mindset to be in, okay? PCOS is not quarantined. It's still there. Hormones still need to be balanced. Weight still needs to be managed. All of these things are still a priority for you. So don't let this global problems problem become your personal problem. Okay, use this time wisely. Use this time to make some progress, even if it seems small. If you're consistent with it, it will make a difference. So let's dive into the seven habits that I wanted to talk to you about today. I already shared them on my page. Hopefully, um, some people are able to catch that over there. But I wanted to start over here because this group is important to me. I want to make sure that all the people who are in this group are making consistent progress and are able to see some results. I don't want you to come out of this period feeling hopeless, feeling like you're back to square one and feeling like you have to really put in extra effort to see results. That is not true. 
So the first habit that I want to talk about today is, again, related to food and planning. And if you follow me for any amount of time, you know that I believe in the basics. I believe in the simple things. So this is going to be really simple, and that is creating a 24-hour plan for your food. It means that you're taking a piece of paper or maybe you're dedicating a nice notebook to this, and you're going to write down what you're going to eat the following day the three meals that you're going to have, including times and what you're going to have. What are the foods that you're going to be eating? Now, the benefit of a 24-hour meal plan is that you're planning, right? So you're already giving it some thought ahead of time. You're taking the time to plan it out so that you can follow the step-by-step of what you're going to be eating. So it gives you focus. It gives you an actionable plan. And it also helps you to build confidence because if you follow your own plan, that's very motivating. So I want to see you writing down the 24-hour plans. And because they're only for 24 hours, they're short-term, the commitment is low. All you have to do is do them for the following day. If you didn't like your plan, you get to to make a new one the following day in the evening, right? So when this 24-hour plan is done, you make a new 24-hour plan. It's really, really helpful. It works. And I want you to try it. Writing down a food plan of 24 hours ahead. Now, what goes on the plan are ideally three meals, because this is the second thing that I want you to think about. It is better, more beneficial for weight management and for balancing your hormones to be eating three meals per day, as opposed to smaller, more frequent meals. It is much more beneficial for your insulin levels because that every time you eat, your insulin levels go up. So we don't want that. We want to keep the demand for insulin as low as possible in your body because that will help balance your hormones and it will also help you lose weight more easily. So we don't want to be eating frequently. We want to eat three meals that are larger and leave maybe one or two snacks that are optional, optional if you do get hungry. Now, the meals that are... Larger, it means they're containing a lot of vegetables. They're containing a protein. They do have some carbs in them. And then very importantly, they need to have a healthy fat. So things like nuts and seeds, avocados, olives and olive oil, um, healthy fats from uh, omega-3s like fatty fish. This will help satiate you, will help you keep you fuller for longer. So a healthy fat is also important for creating hormones. Your body cannot make hormones if it doesn't get enough fat from the diet. So if you're following a fat, low fat, or or you're focusing on buying things that are fat-free, you don't want to do that. You can buy full-fat yogurt, you can eat butter, you can eat things like that. You just want to incorporate them into your meals and not eat them all throughout the day. So we have writing out a 24-hour plan, making sure that you're eating three meals that are larger They're spaced three to four hours apart, and they contain vegetables and a healthy fat. The goal of this is to help fill you up, keep you satiated and comfortable for a longer amount of time, and ensure that you're not snacking and grazing between meals. Now, if you do need a snack, and that's the next thing, make sure it's protein-based. Okay, so you could do a Greek yogurt, hard-boiled eggs. You can do some sliced deli turkey, like um, oven-roasted turkey or other things. There are different suggestions for snacks that are protein-based. Of course, things like nuts could have um, some protein. They also have a healthy fat, so that could be a good snack. What you don't want is a snack that's fully carbohydrates. Pretzels, crackers, chips, those are fun snacks. You can have them here and there for for daily, for everyday eating and snacking. 
I recommend a protein-based snack. That's going to help you to manage your weight and manage your appetite. And it's also going to prevent your blood sugar from spiking. We don't want that. The next thing that I want to talk about is making sure that you're hydrated. It's really important to stay hydrated during this time. It's easy to forget that we need to drink. And what we want to do is get to at least 60 ounces per day. That's the number that you're aiming for. Some people need to break it up into three segments. So they do 20 ounces between 8 and 12 p.m., 20 ounces between 12 and 4, another 20 ounces between 4 and 8. That's fine. If it helps you to break it up like that, that's perfect. You just want to stay on top of it and sip all throughout the day. I usually recommend sticking with a reusable bottle because if you're drinking random cups of water throughout the day, it could be very hard to keep track. So if you have a bottle that you know is 24 or 30 ounces and you drink two of them per day, you're in pretty good shape. And if that sounds like a lot, start with one. That's totally fine. It doesn't all have to be water, but it all has to be calorie free. So no beverages with calories because those calories are typically empty calories. They're just going to be sitting on top of your food calories. You could drink a warm beverage if you want to do green tea or herbal tea. Just make sure you're not adding too much sugar to it. That can count too toward your fluid ounces. Now, one thing that I want to go back to regarding the 24-hour plans is that on your plan, you're going to put your three meals like we said. You're going to put a protein-based snack if you wish to do so. But what I also want you to do is make sure that you're eating breakfast within two hours of waking up. We know that our hormones, especially insulin, is most active in the morning. So if you're going to eat a larger meal, you want to eat it early and you want to eat it within two hours of waking up when insulin is most active. That's going to help a lot with PCOS. It's going to help you manage your weight. It's going to help bring insulin levels down for the remainder of the day. We don't want to eat a large carby meal We don't want to eat things like a baked potato or pasta or things that are extremely carbohydrate-based late in the day. If you're going to eat potatoes like hash browns or you want to eat bread, eat it early in the day. Within two hours of waking up, you're going to be much better off than when it's later in the day just because of insulin. Insulin works the best way possible when we wake up. So take advantage of that time. We also know that when people skip breakfast, if they don't eat within two hours of waking up, after they eat lunch, which usually is their next meal or their first meal, their insulin levels spike way too high, higher than we would expect for that exact meal. We don't want that. We want insulin to be as controlled as possible. We don't want any spikes in insulin at any point in the day. And this is going to help with that. So let's recap quickly because I'm going to go through seven things. I don't want you to lose track. First thing we talked about is 24-hour plans. Second thing is making sure you have three meals on there that contain a healthy fat and a good amount of vegetables, ideally two cups of raw vegetables or one cup of cooked vegetables at least in every meal. You're going to eat that breakfast within two hours of waking up. If you need a snack, you're going to make it a protein-based snack. So that was number four. And number five is hydration. Okay? So hopefully you're still with me. These are all simple things. I want you to remember them. Hopefully if you're listening to this on the podcast or maybe you're here live right now or watching the recording, I want you to write them down. You can pause this and write down the things that I just mentioned and pick two or three things that you can practice right now. 
So let's go through number five and number six, uh, number seven, which are number six and seven, which are the last ones that I'm going to mention. Number six is eating mindfully. This is super important. And I'm going to give you very basic tips on how to do this. Every food that you eat needs to go on a plate. This may sound crazy, but a lot of people are not doing it. If you're eating in front of the pantry, if you're eating hunched over the sink, if you're eating your kids' leftovers, if there are a few bites on your spouse's plate and you decide to eat them, that is mindless. You want food to be yours on your own plate, portioned out by you, and then when you're eating it, I want you to be sitting down using a fork taking small bites, doing them thoroughly, putting your fork between bites, and taking sips of water between each bite. That's going to not only help you eat more mindfully and you'll be able to enjoy your food more, it's also going to slow you down. And we know that when people slow down their eating, they feel their hunger and satiety cues a lot better. They're more in touch with with their body. So I want you to get in the habit of slowing down, putting food on a plate, sitting down and not on the couch, on a regular chair, whether it's in your kitchen or dining room, it doesn't really matter, but it needs to be a space that's free of distractions and you're eating super slowly and chewing thoroughly and really taking your time, putting your fork down, taking sips of water. This is the essence of mindful eating. It's really not that hard, but most people are not doing it, especially right now. So make sure that you're making it a point to eat mindfully. Very, very important. And then the last thing I'm going to say, and this is totally optional. Those of you who have heard of intermittent fasting or feeding windows, this is along those lines. I'm not a huge fan of fasting. I don't I don't think people with you know, women with PCOS need to be fasting or that there's a huge benefit to it. But what I do see a benefit in is creating some sort of a guideline around your feeding window so that you have some framework to work within as far as the time of meals. So ideally, you would be eating for a framework for a time frame of 10 to 12 hours in your day. So if you started breakfast at 9 a.m., try to be done by 7 p.m. with your dinner. The body needs some time to digest and burn off those calories. If we're constantly feeding for 16 or 18 hours, for some people, if you're eating well into the night, say you ate dinner at 6 or 7, and then at 9 or 10, you're eating a snack, that is probably too long. Your body's not going to get a chance to burn off those calories and digest the food and really reap the benefits of all the nutrients. We want to allow the body some rest time where it can just be digesting and breaking things down. So I recommend sticking with a 10 to 12 hour feeding window if possible. That's also from a mindset perspective going to help you kind of um, time your eating a little bit better and it's going to help you stop to eat late at night, which is, you know, usually when people are eating not out of hunger, but more out of emotional reasons. So I don't want you to use this as a hard rule. This is nothing that's set in stone. It's just a recommendation. If you're someone who likes to follow a structure, this can be really helpful. So try to stick with 10 to 12 hours at most of a feeding window. All right, so these are the seven things. Create your 24-hour plans. Make sure you're eating breakfast within two hours of waking up. That's number two. Staying hydrated is number three. Having three meals per day that are are spaced 
three to four hours apart. That's number four. Number five is making sure your snacks are protein-based. Number six is eating mindfully. And number seven is creating a feeding window for yourself to give you some structure. All right, ladies, I hope this was helpful. I hope you got some bits of information that you can start implementing. Remember, it's not about doing everything and it's certainly not about being perfect. It's about doing something, waking up every day with some sort of a plan, some sort of an intention to do better than yesterday and to really practice these basic habits that are very effective if you continue to do them day in and day out. This situation will be over hopefully soon, but until then, don't waste this time thinking that you can't be healthy. Don't spend this time thinking of all the things that you cannot do. There's still plenty that you can do. Use this time to find what's in your control. What are the things that you can make a change around? There are many things we can control right now, but there are still plenty of things that are in your ultimate control. Your health is certainly one of them. So get creative, use some of these suggestions, and I want to make sure that you're seeing some progress during this difficult time. It can be done, and I'm here to help you do it. If you're interested in working with me so I can help you implement these things into your life, help you come up with a customized plan, hold you accountable, give you some structure and some accountability and and a lot of good suggestions around nutrition and hormonal balance, specifically for PCOS, I am offering my most popular nutrition package right now. It's my Dutch hormone testing package that has, of course, the Dutch hormone test as well as meetings with me. Everything is done virtually, and I will give you a customized nutrition plan, a meal plan, a supplement plan, so there's plenty of value in that nutrition package. You can go to my website and contact me if you'd like information, or click the link below. You'll see all the details there. All right, hope you have a great weekend, and I'll see you again here next week. Bye for now.